Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. Our lives are like that. David's son, Solomon, wrote an interesting thing in Ecclesiastes 3. He wrote this, There is a time for everything. There is a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. We have seasons in life. You will have seasons where everything goes right. You'll have seasons where nothing goes right. That's life. Even for Christians, even for followers of God, that's life. It, it, sometimes it just doesn't even seem fair. It's interesting, though, that in both these psalms, the one where it's all serene and the one where it's like a desert, in both psalms, David's expressing how he's feeling, but a theme in both psalms is that no matter what you're going through, there is hope in God anyway. If you're going through the green times where everything's great, I have my hope in God, he will come through, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. If I'm in the other other one where it feels like everything is going wrong, there is still hope in those times. Uh, Hope in the desert times, hope in the green times. And my prayer for 2022 is we would get hold of this fact that there is always hope in God, whether in the good, whether in the bad, even if it feels like I am just hanging on, my hope is in God. And when I say hope, I don't mean, I just hope it'll work out. What I mean is my hope and trust are in him. Because no matter what I'm going through, I will get through this because of who he is. And both these Psalms, Psalm 22 and Psalm 23, emphasise hope. Uh, It emphasises that God is in control. Listen to what Psalm 22 says. In the midst of of all this, um, I'm devastated, I feel like I'm out of control. This is what David writes. But you are enthroned as the Holy One. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted in you and you delivered them. They cried out to you and they were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. No matter how out of control life seems... God is in control. And in Psalm 22 here, David had to look back and think, God, even when our ancestors were going through a tough time, you brought them through. And right now I'm going through the toughest of tough times, but I know that you will bring us through. Look at our ancestors. They cried out to you and they were saved. And David knew the stories. He knew the story of when his ancestors were up against the Red Sea. And I preached about this a few weeks ago. And they had the Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army behind them, but God made a miraculous way through. And he knew the story of how they were in the wilderness and they were lost and they had no food and it just seemed like everything was out of control and God supernaturally supplied food for them in the desert. And so for David, he knew the truth. God, you're in control no matter what. No matter how bleak my situation is, you're in control because God had proved himself in the past. He has this same theme in Psalm 23. God, you are my shepherd. And David used to be a shepherd. He knew the role of the shepherd. 
It was to care and protect and to lead the sheep to where the food, uh, where the food was. And so the shepherd knew his, his sheep and he cared for them and, he, and they would trust him. Jesus picked up on this theme as well. I am the good shepherd. And so David, even in the bad times, he had a trust, he had a trust in God that you will bring me through again. In the good times, he celebrated that trust. In the bad times, he hung on to that trust. God, I trust in you. You're in control. I don't know how you're starting 2022. You might be starting this year in a season of incredible green and serenity. You might be starting this year and it feels like you're in the desert. Whatever season you're in, let the theme of trust be bedrock in your life. God, I trust in you. I hope in you. God is in control. God also always provides. Psalm 22, with that desert scene, it's interesting because David wrote it when he was on the run from King Saul who was trying to kill him. And he was barely surviving in the desert. Lots of times he was without food and water. He slept in caves and in holes in the ground. He was living right on the edge. So he was right on the edge of, of losing it all. Listen to what he writes in Psalm 22. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me down in the dust. So this is a guy right at the edge. It's dramatic. He's, he's right at the edge. And he knew that God had anointed him to be a future king. But here he is right now laying in the dust with his tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth. God, I feel like I'm at the end of it. But even in that position, there's hope. This is what he said. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even when I was at my mother's breast. For from birth... I was cast on you, and from my mother's womb, you have been my God. So even though I'm in this situation right now, where everything is bleak, and I feel like I've got nothing at all, God, I know that I am yours, and I put my trust in you, because you will provide. You have always provided in the past, and you will provide in the future. You are my God. You will always come through for me. Uh, I don't know if you can see that clearly, but that's my daughter, Anna. And we were actually on a ferry between Calais, between Dover and Calais when I took that photo. And she looks so serene. She's sitting there just looking really calm. That was a moment in my life where, I've been more, where I was more panicked than I think I've ever been in my life. Because the lead up to that photo, we were in England on a trip and we we're going to France to look at World War I battlefields. And, and so in England, the day before we were to catch the ferry, um, I had two credit cards. I took two debit cards just to make sure in case anything happened to one of them. One of my debit cards, uh, a lovely gentleman in India stole all the money out of it. And so I rang up the bank. They said, cut up your card. You can't use it anymore. That was okay because I had another debit card. And so I was fine. Uh, we went to Dover. Uh, I went to get some money out of an ATM to pay the taxi driver who was waiting there. And the machine chewed my card up. So I had no card, no money, and I'm stuck in Dover. I went back to the taxi driver and she said, I'll take you to the, to the thing for free. You don't have to pay me. Just pay me when you come back through Dover. But you can keep going on your trip. And so I thought, oh, OK, I'll do that. So I hopped on the ferry and all of a sudden I realised halfway across the English Channel, I've got no money, no cards, no way to pay for anything in France. I am destitute. And I've got a rental car I'm supposed to be picking up in Calais that I haven't paid for. 
and I can't pay for my accommodation. I've got nothing. And it was about this time I started to really pray. And I looked across at my daughter and I thought, do I explain this to her or do I just... And I just let her go and she was so serene. I got to Calais and I walked up to the rental car place and I'm thinking, I've got nothing. I've got no money, no... And I thought, God, you're going to have to provide. I went into the rental car place and it was quite empty and the lady was behind the counter and she, I said to her, I'm here to pick up a car but I can't pay for it, I've got no money, is that okay? And she sort of looked at me and I said, do you speak English? She said, I do but I don't know what to say. <laughs> so I explained my position and said, if you let me take the car for a week, I'll pay for it when I come back. And she said, no, 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 no. And I said, can you ring your boss and ask him? And so she said, I'll ring him but I know what the answer will be, but I'll ring him just for you. She got on the phone, started to speak French, and then I saw her eyes go really wide open, and she put the phone down and said, I can't believe this, but he's letting you take the car without paying for it, but please come back in a week's time, she said. <laughs> so I drove off, and then I realised I've got no, I can't pay for the accommodation that night either. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to have to sweet talk my way through paying, staying somewhere without paying as well, because I've got no, in the meantime, I rang Visa, and Visa said, we will have a card to you in about 24 hours, an emergency card with emergency... And I thought, that's going to be amazing if they do that. And so um, we get to the accommodation and once again the owner said, no, don't pay for it, pay for it whenever you can, just stay and enjoy France. I'm thinking, this is crazy. We had enough cash to buy one packet of biscuits. So that night for dinner, Anna and I had three or four biscuits each. We kept some for breakfast the next morning, we had biscuits the next morning. And then we drove off in our car that we hadn't paid for from our accommodation we hadn't paid for. And we had about three biscuits left. And I'm thinking, if Visa doesn't come through, I am in huge trouble and I'm going to be hungry as well. <laughs> and so will my daughter, which is worse. We drove to Amiens. We got there late that night and we were really hungry by then. All we'd had is one packet of biscuits between us for 24 hours. And Visa promised, we will have a card at your accommodation and I didn't believe it, I thought. I walked into the, to the accommodation and I said, I'm Lee Dolman from Australia. They said, oh, we have an emergency visa card for you. Here's some money. And I've actually kept it. I look at this. Whenever I'm going through a time where I'm thinking, God, I really need your provision, I look at my emergency visa card and my receipt that says, yes, you can take the car even though you've paid no money. And I'm thinking, God, if you got me through this, you can get me through anything. Because here I am driving around France with a car I haven't paid for, staying in places I haven't paid for, and God got me through. We got this visa card, by the way. That night we went to an all-you-can-eat place. <laughs> they nearly threw us out because we ate way more than we... But for me, God proved himself. Now I keep that. I keep it on my bedside table. And I look at it regularly and think, you're the God that can do the impossible. When I'm feeling like everything's out of control and I need your provision, my desire is I'll be like that. Serene, full of faith, because you've proven yourself once and you will prove yourself again. And that was David's, that was his thought in these Psalms. God, you've proven yourself before. You've proven yourself again. You are the one who provides. As a matter of fact, one of his names given to him by the people in the Old Testament was God our provider. It was the name given when Abraham was taking his son Isaac up the mountain and God had said to him, I want you to sacrifice your son. 
And so Abraham said, okay, God, if you're asking me, he took him up the mountain. He was uh, about to sacrifice his son when all of a sudden God said, don't do that. I've provided a ram as a sacrifice. It's over there, stuck in the bushes. And so God was given the name, my provider, because he will provide. That's his name. And so this coming year, if you're in a position where you're thinking, I'm at the end of it now, I cannot get out of this, I need some sort of supernatural provision here, if you're ever crossing a ferry with no money and no hope, remember he is the God who provides. He will always make a way through. And if you're coming to this year thinking, how can I possibly get through God? How will you provide? Just relax and allow him to do his work in your life. And he will give you a story. That's what I love about these. It's just a, a thing from France, a receipt and a, and a bit of plastic, but I've kept them because they're my story. They show me how God provides. He reflects on this theme in Psalm 22 and then in Psalm 23. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down, he leads me beside the quiet waters. <laughs> May 2022 be the year where we are full of hope. Even when we have nothing and everything seems hopeless, God, I will hang on to you. It's all about you. 2022 is all about God, our provider, God who is in control, God who protects in Psalm 23, God, uh, David writes this, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I won't fear because you are with me. God, I won't fear no matter where I'm going because you are with me. Uh, your version might say, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What is that? What is the valley of the shadow of death? Well, Jeremiah actually wrote about it, told us what the valley of the shadow of death looks like. You can read it in Jeremiah too. He says this, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt? He led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one even lives. That's the valley of the shadow of death. It's a dark place where it's hard to feel God's presence. It feels like you're surrounded by darkness. No one even comes there. It's a lonely place. It's desolate. And Jeremiah wrote about it saying, this is what the valley of the shadow of death looks like. I wonder if you've ever been through that. I'm sure you have. You've been through those places that are desolate, that are full of ravines and, and it feels so lonely and dark and no one even lives here. No one understands what I'm going through. David had been through that place. He knew what it was like. Uh, he wrote in Psalm 22, Don't be far from me, for trouble is near and there's no one to help. But you, O Lord, don't be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword. If you're going through the valley of the shadow of death right now, keep hoping in God. Don't give up. Don't look down. Look up and hope in God. Because hope is what gets us through, and God will always come through in the end. He will always protect us. And sometimes the seasons we go through are scary, and it feels like we're walking through that valley of the shadow of death, but I will keep hoping in him. I will put my trust in him. He is the one. Sometimes for myself, I let my emotions get the better of me. And sometimes I'm so fearful that I forget to hope. And I let fear overtake hope and I get all worried and I, I toss and turn at night and I can't sleep and it feels such a bad place. 
there are those times where I've got to remind myself, don't let the emotion rule your life, let hope rule your life, because he will always come through. So what season are you in? Are you in a Psalm 22 season or a Psalm 23 season? Maybe in between? As we look forward to 2022, where are you? He makes me lie down in green pastures. Or maybe your vista is more like barren wilderness full of of desert and ravines of utter darkness. Whatever season you're in right now, look forward with hope. God, I know that you will bring me through this. I know that we will get through this together. I'll read what Jeremiah wrote again about the valley of the shadow of death. See if you can pick up the, the key phrase here. He says, Where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through the land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives? The key phrase in this passage is, He led us through. He led us through that barren valley, that ravines and utter darkness. He led us through. And I was going through that, but he led me through it. Winston Churchill once said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Uh, This is all about, if you're going through, keep letting God lead you. Because he will lead you through those places. The next next verse after that says this. uh, It says uh, that you will lead us through the barren wilderness and the land of deserts and ravines, the land of drought and utter darkness, the land where no one travels, no one lives. I brought you into fertile land says God, to eat its fruit and its rich produce. You see, God will always lead us through. Sometimes, sometimes we forget that he's leading us and we sit down in those barren places and we have a, uh, an emotional and we get all, and, and we forget that he's leading us through and we forget that we've just got to walk with him through that and he will bring us through. And I do that all the time and I've got to continually remind myself, let him lead me through put my hope in him and he will not disappoint me. 2022 is a year of hope. And my prayer is, if you're going through a great time at the moment where everything seems fantastic, that you would celebrate that, that you would celebrate the hope that you have in him, that you would worship him and you would tell other people, hey, God is so good. If you're going through the desert right now in the ravines, My prayer is that you would allow God to lead you through, that your hope would be in him and him alone, and that you would would make that hope conquer the emotion that says, I can't get through this, that hope would win. Because when you have hope, there's something that can grow anywhere. In the toughest of times, hope always leads to life. And so my prayer is that we would have hope for 2022. And when we get to December 31st, 2022, we would look back and it wouldn't be the season that's at the foremost of our mind, but instead it would be, I hoped in God and he brought me through. Why don't we stand and pray? I'm a bit sentimental, aren't I, keeping these things on my bedside table? Carly tries to throw them out and I won't let her. And This is an important bit of plastic because to me it shows how real God is, how much he cares and how I should never give up hoping in him. God, I want to thank you for your love.
I want to thank you that you, you are interested in people like us, just little people from Chinchilla, who may be not important in the big scheme of world affairs, but to you we are important because we are your children. I want to thank you that we can put our hope in you in the good times where it feels like everything's fantastic and my hope springs forth and I celebrate it. But in those times of desert and ravine and loneliness, I cling on to hope because it leads me through. And Lord, I pray for 2022 for everyone here, whatever seasons people may go through, whatever issues they face, whatever comes at them, just life coming at them, Lord, I pray that that our our go-to thing would be hope in you and that we would share hope with one another as well. I pray that this would be a caring community where we rely on one another, where we support one another, where we celebrate together, but also where we mourn together in those times of grieving. But overall, I pray that this would be the year of hope. We put our hope in you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.